I'm your host, David Nage. This is Baselayer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Baselayer podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of ARCA, where David Nage is a principal. ARCA is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. The podcast series does not constitute financial advice or other professional advice or services. Please do your own research. Baselayer is sponsored by Diginex and by its digital asset exchange, Equas. As an exchange, Equas is focused on delivering innovative product compliance, fairness, and most importantly, trust. In a time when institutional investors are beginning to seriously review digital assets for their portfolio, these are key elements necessary to build bridges to new investors. Equas currently provides digital asset spot trading and perpetual futures, and plans to soon offer dated futures and options. Parent company Diginex also provides capital markets advisory, asset management, and custody. To check them out, you can go to diginex.com and equos.io. That is E-Q-U-O-S.io. This is David, and this is your new episode of Baselayer. I have Alexandra Larson today, the co-founder of Axie Infinity. Axie Infinity is a Pokemon-inspired universe where anyone can earn tokens through skilled gameplay and contributions to the ecosystem. We have been following games and NFTs on the show for the last few months, uh, in addition, obviously, to the other Cambrian explosion in the Ethereum ecosystem with DeFi. But this is a very interesting one because the world is on fire with games. And we are obviously seeing a COVID world where people are obviously spending time inside. And what are they doing inside besides uh, cooking and, you know, obviously taking care of their kids if they have them? And doing other things, they're playing games. And there's over 3 billion people, I believe, around the world that are playing games on a pretty active basis. And so this is very interesting, uh, as we've seen the evolution of blockchain-based gaming out there. And so Axie Infinity is one of the predominant ones out there. So, Alex, thank you for coming on the show. What we'd love to do before we get too far into Axie and to the things we're doing there and how you're doing it, we'd like to find out from our guests how we got to this point. So if you could tell us a little bit about how you started out, what got you inspired to build Axie, and then we'll go into what it's doing and the game and all the other good stuff. Yeah, sure, David. Uh, thanks for having me. I think that's the, the first thing I should say. And uh, as a brief word of introduction, my name, as you mentioned, is Alexander. I'm the co-founder of Axie Infinity and also Sky Mavis, uh, which is kind of the company behind the Axie Infinity game universe. Uh, my role is everything business-related. And I've been involved in the blockchain space since late 2017, when I uh, actually started playing CryptoKitties, uh, probably no big surprise there. And that's also where I met the other uh, co-founders of Axie Infinity. So we kind of started off with CryptoKitties and we saw that, uh, I mean, the, the, the potential here to, to change the entire way that, that games are being played uh, forever is massive. And that's uh, what we wanted to do, but we were quite disappointed with uh, with what happened there. So we set off to, to build our own thing, uh, and uh, it kind of uh, went uh, from there. And over the past, I would say, two years and seven, eight months, we've been building, building, building through the bear market. And, and now we're at this point where, where we are uh, with the Binance IO and all these other things. 
before entering the blockchain space, I actually worked for the Norwegian state, so uh, not necessarily into any blockchain related. Uh, but on the gaming side, I was an ex-competitive gamer. I played, I represented Norway in actually Warcraft 3, uh, Dota, and also I've been ranked one of the top 200 Dota 2 players in Europe uh, back in 2014. So my role in the team is also more kind of that competitive drive. I, uh, I try to push the team in that direction. And, and a small anecdote there, I should say that that uh, the other co-founders in Axie, they're also... Uh, the engineering team, they are competitive coders or ex-competitive coders. Uh, they represented Vietnam in the ICMPC, which is the Collegiate Championship in Coding. So it was a very immediate click there when I met them at the first time after I quit my job and traveled down to Vietnam to, to join the team full time. That's a great story. And uh, I think you are the first gamer who has been on the show who is now builder, although I'm sure there's probably been others on my show who have a gaming background, but not at a competitive level like you. So that is really interesting. And that world is also just grown leaps and bounds. You know, obviously, the the Fortnite competition last year, I believe uh, the player that won won something about three or four million dollars, if not more. And so there is real money in there and institutional investors and family offices and others that listen to my show know that that esports has been incredibly uh, responsive to this new market and has grown into a very sizable industry. We'll talk a little bit more about that later because Axie is involved in that esports gaming side as well, too. And so Axie is still early. Um, It's ranked number one, though an Ethereum game by daily, weekly, and monthly active users. So it's still, you know, very early, but Axie is at the top. Um, and it's generating, you know, a significant amount of revenue in terms of ETH. So it's a fun game, um, and it takes on a lot of the characteristics of social networks and what you say jobs platform due to the strong community and play-to-earn opportunities. So I want to talk a little bit about Axie. You know, what is it? You know, there is this idea in gaming that you either can earn, um, you can earn kind of a digital asset, if you will, or you can, you know, basically just go and buy it like a V-Buck on Fortnite, um, you don't necessarily earn it, and then you can just use it to buy avatars and stuff and skins and other things like that. And so talk to us about the gameplay, if you could. Talk to us about how the game is set up. Um, Talk to us about this kind of earning aspect um and then we're going to talk about you know your token the governance side of things and the type of community you have but at the very core talk to us initially about the game how one plays how one earns and kind of how things are laid out in terms of plots of land etc etc sure david that's a that's a pretty massive i would say question so i I think kind of to 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 go down into the to the base level so what is axie infinity at its core and, and that's pretty much this, this digital pet universe where people own their uh, digital pets and they can use them in, in many different kind of games. So some of the games that we've been making, for example, the, the breeding game, which uh, you mentioned CryptoKitties. Then we have Battling, which is another game that we're creating. Uh, and then we're also moving, which is now playable, uh, which is a lot of people are really enjoying that. And there's a whole competitive aspect in there. And now we are also developing the land gameplay, which should be very immersive in terms of not only gameplay, but we want to turn that into into a, more of a virtual world in the end. 
but the way that we see it is that you can't really build that whole virtual world aspect until you have something that's captivating, where people will want to start playing it at first. So if you compare it actually to, for example, other uh, like virtual worlds like Decentraland, uh, they are uh, going at it from a, a network and a platform perspective first, where they are making the platform and then they want people to come in and they want them to build. Our strategy is different. We are making a game first, a fun game using these cute game characters where people come in. So that's kind of the acquisition channel. And then we want to turn this game into a virtual world when we have all these users. And that's kind of what land gameplay is, is for in the future. And we've had massive success uh, with, with some of these earlier, earlier games. And in terms of revenue, as you mentioned, uh, we're now over 6,400 uh, Ether in revenue since we founded the company. Uh, part of that is from early Axie sales and also uh, land sales. But now lately, we've seen a massive increase in revenue from the, the marketplace uh, that we have our own non-fungible token marketplace that we created. So it's this very complex ecosystem, I would say. Uh, and now with the governance token, we're trying to align the incentives uh, between the, the people who are actually playing the game so that they can earn the token and the people who are want to invest in it uh, as either they are, uh, how can I say, traditional investors uh, through the equity in the, in the company behind it, or they are investing directly in the token. Mm -hmm. So there's this complex ecosystem that that's being created. But I think that we are... Uh, quite, uh, we're on the bleeding edge of token economy right now. Uh, and that's also reflected by the way that the, the token is basically uh, being played to earn. So there's not like this, there is a team allocation, but uh, not in the sense that we saw from these, these early uh, 2018, 2017 ICOs, for example. Right. I want to get your opinion on this. This is something, so when people are listening to this, and as I said, they're just learning about digital assets, they've learned about Bitcoin, uh, they're starting to understand Ethereum. You know, over the last six months, they started getting wind of DeFi. Gaming, as it has been, has been around in blockchain for a number of years. It's gone through several different iterations and phases. The first ones, as I always like to joke, the first you know few blockchain-based games kind of looked like Atari 1982. Um, the graphical interface was not so good. Uh, the user experience was not so good, and things are getting better. And one of the things about Axie is that you correlate or you seem to draw some distinction to Pokemon. A lot of the characters are cute and they have powers and you can do the battling part of things. And if anyone who's listening has kids, they know about Pokemon. I've had to buy my fair share of Pokemon cards for my kids um, and it becomes quite a thing. I think there's about 147 million active users uh, of Pokemon Go, which was all of the rage about a year and a half ago where everyone was on their phone kind of chasing Pokemons. It had geofencing and geolocation. It was very, very cool. Um, they've been able to generate a nice amount of revenue from that over the last year or two. Um, draw to us where we are, if you could, as it relates to Pokemon and some of the larger licensing games out there, like you know, a, you know, a Fortnite or, as I said, a Pokemon Go. Where are things at the state of the state of blockchain-based games like Axie you know, how close are we to getting to that point where you as a gamer, you know, prior, you know, that we're getting to that point where it's getting that close, where the user experience is that easy, it's that fun, uh, you don't have to worry about all the different things like a MetaMask per se, it's just you, it's a game that you play and you're having fun and all of a sudden now that you're earning digital assets for the things you do. Yeah, so... When it comes to the timeline, I would say that we're getting much closer than, than people anticipate. So 
we can go back a little bit, a few years, and we can say that what happened in the, these early blockchain games is that people, um, there came in a lot of game companies who, who didn't really have any experience building games. As there is in any, uh, when a new technology is arriving, it attracts a lot of people who want to build and uh, kind of explore. And at that point, uh, nobody actually realized how hard it is to create a good blockchain game. Because what you have to do is you have to make sure that, that uh, like, basically the entire economy that you're creating is open. So unless you are very conscious of the economy, uh, you're going to uh, like destroy it too fast because things burn out. It's like in the, in the, in the normal uh, world, pretty much where people, if people are inflating too much capital into their, into their countries, uh, it, it doesn't uh, make sense. You end up with, a, with a inflation. So that's pretty scary in terms of blockchain games. And that's why we didn't really see this happen until now. And where we are right now, I would say, is that the, the, the things that are stopping uh, the, the, the kind of going mainstream for blockchain games is the infrastructure. That's still not quite there yet. That's a thing that people have to tackle. Uh, and then there is also this distribution channels. So how do you distribute these games, even though you haven't? Uh, even though you have created something new. Uh, but from our experience, what we see with Axie is that the, the, the word of mouth is so extremely um, like extremely uh, prevalent is that when you have something that people can actually earn it inside this game, they, they will, it spreads like wildfire. So as an example, the, the, it's not easy to play Axie right now. You still have to pay around $80 just to get started. You need MetaMask. You need to get like have all this private key stuff. You need to download various things, test flight. And still, we are seeing parabolic growth just because of how powerful this actually is and how fun the game is. Mm -hmm. So, so I think there's definitely something uh, there that can be explosive. And just imagine when we have opened the, these channels. I think it's, we're about six to seven months uh, from uh, a game like this actually going worldwide. Right. I hope, and I am, <laughs> I hope that that will be Axie. I believe that will be Axie because, in my opinion, we're at a uh, on another level than, than any other blockchain game at this point. That is amazing. Obviously, that you're seeing that kind of growth. Obviously, at the point where you as a professional gamer in the past, you know, know that we're not there yet. We're not to the point where it's it's to your liking. I'm sure you're working your team every single day to make it better and make it easier and to make it more fun. But yet you're still seeing amazing traction there, which is great. I want to talk a little bit about how you actually earn um, the digital asset within the game. How, how would someone do that? Um, what are some of the things that you can do to actually earn? As I said, there's a difference in gaming out there between these kind of earn type of models and the ones that where you just pay for the digital asset so you can go buy the skin, you can go do the things you want to. But there's this other part, and I think it's really great that you and the team have you know kind of developed that and worked into this model of earning the digital asset. Um, so talk to us about how that happens. How can a, a player out there earn the digital asset? Sure. So the way that what you have to do first is you actually need to buy three axes because there is no free to play yet, uh, but that is coming. So uh, what happens then is you have axes and then you participate in the battle game. And if you win, uh, you can get something which is called a, a small love potion, which is the first uh, game resources that, that we have added to the game. And this the resource can actually be tokenized on the Ethereum blockchain just by interacting with our servers. Uh, and then you can freely trade it. At that point, it is a live asset, so to say. And the market cap for small love potions, it, it was, I think, over $2 million at one point. Right now, it's, uh, I think, around 700K. So people are trading this on a daily basis, and we didn't add any liquidity to that pool. 
our players themselves, they added the liquidity and, and people started trading uh, trading that asset because people need small love potions to interact with our other game, which is the breeding game. So love potion, well, if you have love potions, you can breed them. So so that kind of makes sense, I guess, if you, if you look at it from a high level. And that means that you can produce new game characters, which you then can use in other games or sell to other players. So it's a... It's rather a complex economy, but but that's just the way that it has to be. Uh, and then in the we've also added different kind of assets in the game from, for example, other projects. So, for example, we're partnered uh, with MakerDAO uh, and Kyber Network, uh, and we've had seasons where people could earn uh, the DAI token. So one DAI is, of course, one dollar, uh, where the people, the players who play the game and uh, ranked high on the leaderboard, they got a DAI reward. And the same goes for the the KNC token. Right. So this is a way for uh, like what I can see in the future is that if you are partnering with other larger companies, let's say, I don't know uh, what kind of tokens we'll have in the future, Coca-Cola token or something like that. Uh, maybe you can farm Coca-Cola tokens in a game. I mean, this is this is happening. Right. <laughs> this will happen. <laughs> right. I want to this is something really important. I want people to understand this. This is a very important point. So pay attention in the traditional gaming world today. If, again, if you have kids or if you actually are a player yourself too, on traditional games like Fortnite, on PUBG, on Call of Duty, you will buy things on there. You know, and as I said, any parent who has kids that play Fortnite, you know this very well. They will come to you asking for you know, money for V-Bucks. You don't own those assets. You don't own what you're buying. You're giving them $20, $40, whatever it may be, and you don't own those assets. They're basically owned by Epic and by the other licensors out there and the game controllers. They own those assets, not you. And so I think this is really important. Alex, tell us. When someone is on Axie and they're, you know, they get the love potion, they earn it, whatever it may be, they own that asset, correct? Yeah, the, the small love potion is an ERC-20 token that, that's on the, on the Ethereum blockchain uh, that can be traded. But I mean, I think I, I can explain this in a very simple terms. Uh, so if you look at something like World of Warcraft, which should be very familiar to, to, to most people, or even Fortnite, is that whenever you're playing this game, you are experiencing so many things, you are earning all the, these things in the game, or like quote-unquote earning, right? But the reality of the situation is that these items actually belong to the game company. Mm -hmm. So when you want to quit the game, all the history, everything that you've encountered, you've actually uh, retained zero value from that. Yep. I mean, if you want to trade, you have to, you can potentially do it on a black market. Uh, and then the chances of getting scammed are massive. And you're mm -hmm. also breaking the terms of, uh, of, the, of that platform. But if you played Axie Infinity instead, you could have easily monetized your time by selling these assets and you would have owned your own history. So yeah. imagine that you've played Axe Infinity for 10 years. You've been with your friends. You've seen all these things. You have these memories stuck in NFTs. And that's something that you will bring with you from not only Axie, but to future games. Yeah. Not necessarily uh, that it's a game that you can use it in these games, but that's kind of an achievement. And that's exactly why, for example, some axes are selling. Now, the most expensive axes sold for over 80,000 United States USD. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is, is people are valuing these uh, not only for what's happening today, but what can happen in the future. There's an emotional connection to it. They have a, a status, I could say, in the community to those who hold it. And then there's also the utility aspect uh, for that and the beauty. Right. So there's all these things that add value to an NFT, but none of that or to, to a game asset. 
But none of that can actually be there unless there's an underlying product which actually works and that's fun. Right. If there's nothing there, then it's just a, a it's like a Ponzi scheme or something that, that doesn't really make any sense. Again, I want people to understand this. So if they're buying, you know, if they're kids or they're buying things on Fortnite and other games, and I'm tired of this myself too, and I've been, I've been, you know, kind of teaching my kids about the difference between these games and games like yours, Alex, is that they will spend 20 bucks, they will buy a new skin. If they get tired of that skin, they can't do anything with it. That's money that is lost. And it's money that Epic and the other ones get. And it's money that's just gone. And what we're talking about with these new types of games is, okay, fine. Same type of thing. You upgrade your your player. You upgrade your avatar, whatever it may be. You earn some of that. You either participate and obviously you know put some money into it. And you can go out there into marketplaces that Axie and others are building. And you can do something with it. It is making it a productive asset. And so that is really important. So let's just uh, move on there. But I wanted to really hone in on that, that that is a very important part of what's happening within blockchain gaming, especially with Axie, is that these are assets that are productive now, versus yeah. what's happening in traditional. <laughs> I think I also want to want to want to just say that that, that we've, we've seen that Axies are actually an asset class, <laughs> and can be interacted with in DeFi applications too. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an incredible, exciting thing to, to experience that. And, and that's the power of these open platforms too. Let's move on. So there's some things that happened. Obviously, you alluded to the Binance news, but I also want to talk about Axie Infinity Shards. Um, it's an ERC-20 governance token. Uh, again, I want you to kind of go through what that is, what the holders are actually able to do with that, and then obviously talk to us about the the Binance news and what happened with uh, what what happened over the last few days. Yeah. So I think the, the it's really a nice segue to, to understand how we are structuring the game economy, because I mentioned earlier that uh, there has to be some value that's being created here for a token to make sense. And, and that's also maybe why we didn't have a token until this time. So in traditional games and also in Axie, you will be able to spend money on things inside the game that maybe won't give you direct ROI, for example. Let's say if you want to buy some to... to, to I mean, you might make your character look a little bit better or something usable, right? Like a potion or something like that. All this money uh, will be put into a community treasury. And that community treasury is governed by the holders of the access token. Uh, But if you also play the game and you are spending money like traditional players, you earn the access token or the access token by playing. And that's when you become uh, a holder of this. So there are are a few ways to, to earn the token. You can play the game or you can buy it directly. And the way that you can get rewards uh, from the community and from the game is by actually staking this token. So there is this uh, token flow that, that we like to, we just call it the, the Axie Infinity token flow, uh, pretty much. If you stake a- access tokens into the DAO or the community treasury, you get access to govern the Axie Infinity universe. And in return, uh, the game universe or Axie Infinity puts all the revenue and newly minted access tokens into the community treasury. And then that, again, is governed by the uh, by the access holders. So if you're a holder and you play the game and you participate in voting, for example, in the governance, that's when you can claim rewards, similar to what we've seen in other DeFi protocols, like, for example, Synthetics, where they have uh, this weekly claim feature as long as you have your you do various small things. Mm-hmm. So that's the way for us to to ensure that the people who are holding the token 
Uh, they are actually playing the game. They are participating in, in the value that, that's being generated. And in return, uh, they also uh, get to extract value. So as investors, for example, if they would be interested in buying the access token but not interested in playing, we envision, we envision a future where people can actually have businesses inside Axie where they have workers who are working on their behalf. And that's actually happening today. So imagine you have access tokens and you have workers who are under you who are f- fulfilling your demands wow. so you can claim rewards. I mean, this is a, a truly, a, we don't like to say that Axie Infinity is a game. It's actually a, a country at this stage with its <laughs> own GDP and, and all that they so, yeah. Let's dig into a little bit more because, as a country, if you will, you are moving to a decentralized autonomous organization to a DAO. Um, and so, that is, there's a roadmap there. And so, that was effectively starting right around now with the token generation event. And then you have your kind of version one during the first half of 2021. Uh, with the staking dashboard, and then uh, later into version two in early 2022. So, talk to us about this. Why are you doing that? Uh, what is the purpose? You know, why? What's the utility of moving to that type of a structure? So, we think that the real power in blockchain games is actually sharing uh, the value that's being generated with the community, because that enables hyper growth and viral growth in a way that we've never really seen before. So that's why we also want to turn it into a decentralized organization because the token then has some real value and people will actively play the game uh, to, uh, to, to earn this token. So that's, uh, but, it, but what it also means is that um, a game is very hard to make and a blockchain game is probably a, a, an order of magnitude harder to make. So that's why we don't want to give away the, the power or the ownership of the, of the game universe quite yet. We need time to build. We need time to, to make sure that everything is correct. So progressive decentralization seems like the best approach for now. And that's just the way that we've been doing it in Axie Infinity for the past like almost three years now. We started building, we're iterating, we're iterating. And in the end, we believe that to achieve maximum potential of Axie Infinity, we need to have many owners and we need to have uh, to harness the power of the community. And the only way to do that is to turn it into a, a DAO in the end. That's, again, this is something I've been beating this drum for the last few months. I have a feeling everything's going to go this way, but I I think there's a lot of benefit. I, I think states, nation states are going to go to DAOs. I think cities and local governments are going to go to DAOs. I, I, I personally, this is my personal opinion, I, I think there's a lot of merit there. And I think it's something that we need as a society right now as we've seen institutions kind of breaking us up more and just not really representative of what we want as a society. And I think it's, uh, I think it's really interesting. And I, uh, I, uh, I will obviously will keep tabs on that because that's really important. Let's uh, end it up with the roadmap. And so you have a roadmap of some things that are going to happen over the course of the next few quarters here. Uh, give people kind of uh, a bird's eye view of some of the things that they should be anticipating off of Axie and everything that you're building right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, so starting off, of course, right now we're in the middle of the IO uh, on Binance uh, to to kind of even expand the Axie community even more. Uh, and once that is ending, uh, the token will be live, but they will not have any immediate use case. Uh, it's going to be there so it can find its uh, price. 
And then by the end of Q4, uh, we are going to uh, migrate the land and items that we have inside the game to, to a sidechain, which basically uh, means that we can uh, do things a little bit faster and more uh, effectively than we could if we had everything on main at Ethereum. Uh, by the end of, uh, or by middle of uh, 2021, we expect to kind of start the, the game for real. And that means that the, the ecosystem begins where the staking dashboard is live, uh, people can start earning staking rewards and for real play to earn. Uh, and that means that the game has to be ready uh, for uh, mainstream adoption. But of course, the, there are some uh, some caveats there. Uh, the the Apple and the, the, and the big platforms around the world, I don't think they are... Uh, especially happy about blockchain right now. So uh, we, we might need to, we're trying to, to be as aggressive as we can. Um, and that's why we have our own also distribution platform in case we, we get blocked out, just simply because they, they, I don't think they have any way to, to really control what's happening. And I mean, that's what the big platforms are trying to do, right? They want to control everything, extract value out of everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, we don't necessarily believe that that's the best thing for the end user. Uh, but, but as I said, what we've seen is that if the product is good enough and if the incentives are good enough, the users come through word of mouth. So instead of doing like massive marketing campaigns, not saying that we won't do that, we put all the money inside the platform itself and reward those who are using it. And that in the end gives a much more loyal user base and uh, word of mouth uh, growth right. rates. You know, it's interesting you brought up the whole Apple thing. You know what? I'm going to be tracking this for a while, but obviously Apple and Fortnite going head to head. Uh, Fortnite, apparently, accordingly to the public record, violating the parameters of the Apple store um, and the payment side of things. And so they're going head to head. Uh, and that's going to be, pardon the pun, an epic battle uh, because you got hundreds of millions of people throughout the world that are playing Fortnite on a daily basis, pouring billions of dollars into that, into that company, into that, into that game. Um, and, uh, it'll be very interesting to see who comes out on top of that. Uh, and maybe that will change Apple's, uh, kind of opinion about some of these things out there. Maybe they need to be a little bit more friendly, but we'll see. I'm not asking you to opine about that, but we'll see. There is something that people should just be monitoring as, uh, as Alex alluded to, you know, there is new models out there uh, that are promising, you know, especially since some of the centralized power uh, figures out there have been taking advantage of the game a little bit. So, Alex, where can people find out more about Axie Infinity? Um, and if they want to start playing, you know, where can they go? Check AxieInfinity.com. That, that's it. Uh, and check the Twitter page for, for updates. Uh, we are if, like not spamming, but we are very active on, on the social channels to, to get the word out of Axie right now. And there, there is an opportunity here uh, to get in on something that, that's uh, not yet discovered uh, by the people in the mainstream and actually looked down on by the broader crypto community because they don't understand it yet. This is like Bitcoin in, I don't know, 2014. NFTs are the future. And I do hope that we'll see some people uh, uh, jump in and stay curious instead of thinking that, okay, uh, Bitcoin is everything that we, we need to do, but uh, the innovation is happening here. And I'm incredibly excited to be on the bleeding edge of this. And I thank you for, for having me on the podcast. Uh, I'd love to come back sometime in the future and discuss uh, maybe, maybe in a few years to see how, where we are. Hopefully reach millions of users. Well, we'll have you on in a few months. We'll, 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 we'll tighten that duration a little bit because uh, we'll obviously want to continue following this. As I've said on the show before, you know, blockchain gaming uh, has gone through its iterations, its phases. 
Um, I've seen it from the early days where it was not very attractive and not very usable. And getting to this point with Axie and some of the other games out there that are becoming very beautiful, very usable, uh, and a lot of fun. And you can actually, you know, as I said, again, in the middle of the show, these are assets you actually own. This is ownership instead of what you're dealing with in traditional gaming, which, you know, is basically just opening your your wallets and just kind of pouring money into a uh, into a company's uh, licensing agreement. So, Alex, thank you for coming on the show. We'll have you on again and everyone check it out. Take care. Thanks for listening in to Baselayer. If you like the show and all the different guests that we've brought on, please give a like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to have a conversation or reach out to me, you can reach me out on Twitter at David J. Nage. And let's talk there. Or also you can find me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to having great conversations with you all about digital assets. This podcast is presented by Blockworks Group, one of the best digital asset event and media production companies that I know of. For exclusive content and events that provide insight into digital assets, visit them at blockworksgroup.io. You won't be disappointed.